Welcome to Across the Desk and our new series in partnership with CASDA, the Canadian Autism Spectrum Disorders Alliance. This series is focused on the National Autism Strategy. We hope you'll join the conversation about how this strategy can help autistic Canadians have full and equitable access to the resources they need to live a full life. The time to have this conversation is now. everybody and welcome to Across the Desk. My name is Elizabeth Plouffe and I am the host of Across the Desk and I'm so excited to continue our uh, CASDA podcast. Um, CASDA is the Canadian Autism Spectrum Disorders Alliance and we are doing Connect, Act, Sustain, Inform, Sustain. And this podcast in particular focuses on the policies, processes and projects that CASDA is participating in in order to create a better life um, for autistic Canadians. And I'm welcoming back to Across the Desk, um, well, Across the Virtual Desk, Maddie Dever, Never Clever. <laughs> He's yes. not laughing. <laughs> well, uh, thank, thank, you for, thank you for having me. It's good to be here again. He's going to rethink that as the podcast continues. Um, and Megan is back. And I said it right the last time, but I'm going to try again. Krasno, no, see, I'm going to do it wrong. Krasno Dembski. Yay. See? Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. And we're back today. There's a really exciting thing, all kidding aside. We're here for a semi-serious topic discussion. Um, On April the 6th, there launched this incredible toolkit. That's not the right word at all. But I think it will become that because of having read it. I, I am just thoroughly impressed. It's the Canadian Journal of Autism Equity. And it is a magazine, I, I hesitate to say journal, because when you read it, the articles are amazing, and they're so well written, they're in like a nice conversational tone, it, it doesn't have the research tone that journal strikes. And it's, it's just incredible. And um, I'm just going to tell you quickly about the journal, and then Maddie and Megan are going to take it away. So established in 2021, the Canadian Journal of Autism Equity is an open access e-journal focused on critically engaging with a variety of equity discussions within the autism community and public policy, seeking authorship primarily by first voice autistic people or people with lived experience with autism and intersectionality. The journal seeks to offer a platform to amplify marginalized voices and share these perspectives with decision makers and Canadians alike. The Canadian Journal of Autism Equity will be published twice each year, once in April, yay, which is what we're here to discuss, and then again in October making Canadian Autism Acceptance Month, which is incredible. And I have a printed copy, which I would love to share. So I was not able to participate in the launch or watch it. I would love to hear how it went because I did get to watch the videos, but tell me more. It was uh, uh, a a very uh, short uh, journey to prepare for this launch. Uh, with really tight deadlines that were very um um uh we had some difficulties achieving those deadlines but in the end you know on launch day we we it, things got together and uh we had we, we were able to launch our first journal uh and had a really good uh well-received well-attended uh launch event uh virtually um on the 6th and uh, I, I think that um, 
it's it's really good to finally feel that it's that it's out there that there's uh, the opportunity for all of the editors. <laughs> yes, holding it in my uh, hand, holding it in your hand. Um, it, it was an opportunity for the editors to express a little bit about you know uh, what they're thinking, who they are, as we prepare for the you know the the full journal and and and, and other uh, contributors coming in. Um, I, I think it was really good. We had a good message by. Uh, um, okay. uh, Senator, Senator, oh, I'm gonna, Senator yeah. Wanda Thomas Bernard from Nova Scotia. Oh, fantastic! Yes. Oh, she's lovely. Yes, yeah, and it was uh, it was inspiring, and it was really good to hear. Um, and we had some really good discussions. Uh, you know, we had we had recorded videos that people watched, and then we had we opened it up for some uh, panel discussions to be able to answer some questions uh, from the attendees to uh, to the autistic editors. Um, to explore more of some of the subjects that, that were brought up um, mm. and in you know, the direction that this journal is going to go. And one of the things that um, I'm going to actually ask Megan to jump into a little bit is not just CASDA's role, but if you listen to the previous podcast where we discussed the journal and what it was going to look like and what have you, the point of the journal is to have uh, a team of autistic editors who are the ones who are developing the vision and shaping the future of the journal. Um, being somebody who is neurotypical, I know what it's like to come up with ideas that would be great for somebody, right? Because I obviously work in um, the autism community. My opinion doesn't mean squat. Unless I you know, sit down and have a discussion with somebody who's living it, my opinion doesn't mean anything. And one of the things I love about this, how many, I mean, I, we've got it here, but how many um, people are on the editorial team, Maddie? Uh, there are. Uh, a lot. I think we're Yeah, at, there, are, there are a lot. How many, Ma Megan? Eight. Eight? Eight. Yeah. yeah. So as I go through the, the page, um, we have Daljit uh, Gil Badeshi, Badesha, I beg your pardon, who's the managing director. Mm -hmm. Then we go into the editorial board members. We have Cameron Winter, uh, Gerald Bulo, Dr. Joseph Shepard, Terry Robson, and Terry was on our last podcast, Dr. Mackenzie Salt, and I've been fortunate to speak with Mackenzie a few times. There's this Maddie guy. He's a bit of a pain, but he's sweet. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Rebecca Kitzinger, who actually just joined the board of CASDA, as did Maddie. And Actually, Ryan, Rebecca's been on the board. It's uh, uh, I joined with uh, Corey. Corey Walker. Oh, yeah. I thought Rebecca was a new. No, no, no I misunderstood. She was on those boards this past year. Okay, well, see, we're all learning. And then Ryan Collis. Um, so everybody on the editorial board either has a connection to or is living with autism, which is incredible. So Megan, if we can jump into a bit, I'm going to jump back to Maddie for in a second, but can we jump into a bit how CASA became involved with this and sort of the supporting of this journal? Yeah, so essentially this happened back in late 2020, I believe, and essentially uh, CASDA following everything that was going around in society from the Black Lives Matter movement to concerns about equity uh, stemming from the pandemic and how autistics were disproportionately affected, how mm -hmm. autistics weren't getting life-saving supports in countries like Italy, while uh, able um, neurotypical people were. So all these conversations about equity were really at our at CASDA's forefront. And following that, we set up the equity uh, committee at CASDA. And from there, discussion after discussion, 
uh, we really took uh, an equity mirror, essentially looking at ourselves at the equity barriers that were in CASA itself and looking at. It's okay. <laughs> Life in Zoom land. Megan had a little visitor in the room as she was trying to do her podcast. So thank you for visiting. Bye bye now. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, um, it's a very common theme. I've had multiple meetings disrupted by my English bulldog and his snoring. And whenever we're talking about a serious topic, it has to be uh, the case where my English bulldog is nestled right up next to me, butt to butt and snoring away and like a train. And well, everybody, everybody, you know, we've all got our things. My dog comes down and has her way with us as well. Um, so that's really good that CASA recognized that they could do a better job as well. Exactly. Um, and I know, Maddie, you became involved with CASDA when? Because you were a speaker at last year's yeah. conference. Yeah, I actually uh, became involved when CASDA put out a call for uh, uh, autistic South Africans to join, uh, to review their, uh, their uh, the proposals that went out for, for, for Summit last year. Cool. And uh, that, that sort of opened the door for me. And then after from that, I became a member and uh, got involved with uh, uh, writing some of the information briefs uh, and sort of just kept getting more and more involved in speaking speaking at Summit as a discussant on some of the um, uh, the sessions that were given. Um, and then, yeah, it sort of launched from that point. I, I spoke a lot about the importance of including autistics in research. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of us got, you know, I, some of us were asked to discuss, well, what do you think about, you know, from some of the things we've talked about at, at, at the summit and the you know, things that have come from that, what do you guys think about, you know, have, launching a journal that we, you know, focused with the autistic voices? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that was sort of where the, the, you know, the, the move from CASDA to the move from, you know, starting to invite autistics to the really launching this as it's, as it's separate thing supported by CASDA um yeah, came to came to fruition really it's it's a it's 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 interesting 2020 has changed a lot of things and you know the the equity and diversity and in the midst of a pandemic really became you know really key things that that society is really starting to look at and i i think that we we've started as as a group of of autistic adults uh uh you know, being editors here, you know, all of us having a, a little sliver of, of uh, the, the diversity, mm -hmm. you know, but we need to seek more, you know, and, I, and I'm hoping that through future um, editions, we're going to be able to reach out to those other areas that, have, that their voice has been either silenced or just not, not elevated amplified. to yeah. the point, yeah, exactly, not amplified enough to be heard. And, uh, you know, there's, there's many areas of the autistic community that just are not represented well. And I, I, we're hoping that this can be that, um, uh, that megaphone catalyst to, yeah, yeah the catalyst to, for people to be able to see and hear. And one of the things that I've experienced and my kids have experienced, once you see yourself in other things, you know, uh, Greta Thunberg is a prime example, they can see themselves in something that can change things and uh that's that's what i hope uh, you know moving forward we're able to do 
Well, it's interesting that you joined CASA as a part of the call for submissions, because that's one of our topics to cover today is that all of the content within the Canadian Journal for Autism, I keep that darn four keeps working its way in Canadian Journal of Autism Equity is that it is predominantly autistic led voices that are represented within the journal. So I've got the submission guidelines up here, but um, either can answer what would you like to see as far as submissions? I'll, I'll go through the, the process. Um, but I would love to know, like, based on lessons learned, which we'll dig into a little bit as well, but. We need to, I would love to see um, uh, works by uh, Aboriginal um, authors uh, or studies that, that can, you know, talk about the, the, the experience of autistics uh, in, in, First in the North and East First Nations areas. Yeah. I would love to see uh, uh, Black and, and, uh, and people of, of color to be able to provide their perspectives on, on the, the different experiences that they have on top of the experience of, 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 of being autistic. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see these things in French. You know, uh, for, first, uh, so th there's th those are just some of the uh, of the, the of, of the diversity, but also those that have, you know, different disabilities on top of uh, autism. Where that? How does that intersect? How does autism and and the wider disability community connect, um, either through personal experiences or in terms of disability rights? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, on a personal note, I would love to see autistic success stories, but also. I mean, if I, it might be an odd suggestion, but autistic failure stories, because there is so much power in the lessons learned from failure. And when you perceive that everybody else is successful and you're, a, you're the only failure, then it can get really hard to try and overcome, you know, what ends up happening, yeah. like that story you're telling yourself. Yeah. So maybe where did somebody fail? And then how did they either get help or move it forward themselves yeah. or what have you? Now, these stories have been told in the past, but they've been told with uh, in different voices. And what we really need to hear is that first voice. First person. If, if, you're yeah. gonna have, if, if we're going to if we're going to talk about the, the, the significant challenges that we've faced, um, it really needs to come from our voice. Otherwise, it becomes um, a, a story about us and not a story for us. Oh, I love that. Oh, Maddie, that's awesome. You come up with the best little... You did the one about the table, the, the ramp. Yeah. Yeah. Inclusion and, and how to get people. I just, dang, you're good. So we're going to, so based on that, we're going to circle back to that as well. Um, you know, as the parent of somebody on the spectrum, I would love to hear more about other people's experiences, lived experiences. And what, what I can say for me is that that gives me hope for my son. When I see somebody successful like Maddie, when I see somebody successful like Terry, and success means many, many different things, but like Terry exploring her arts and her wood carving and being an editor and being a speaker and being an author, mm -hmm. Maddie and all his advocacy work and how he is supporting the community and the many things he's involved with. And as I get to know the other editors, and I don't mean this in a trite way at all, you are inspirational to the people who are supporting the autistic Canadians that we're trying to get their voices out to. Because as you know, as a parent of somebody on the spectrum, when you're knee deep in those initial years, yeah. you can't see beyond that. Yeah. And seeing folks like you 
and Terry and Gerald and Ryan and everybody else that's on the team, you're like, okay, okay. There, yeah. There's a light. And, and, and um, I, I, I look back to how I was as a younger kid in a, in a team and the significant challenges that I faced then. And even adult years, the, the, str- <laughs> the struggle to become who I am now um, is, is, is a story unto itself. And it's, we, we see one, one of the, 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 the big concerns that, that, you know, parents sometimes have with, 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 uh, uh, autistic adults is you're not like my kid, but we were, we had, or we, we may have had similar experiences and, and those it's those, you know, when we can set the, the framework of just talking about our past and talking about our journey, then there, there can be a, a lot more positivity out of, out of the negative challenges. Mm-hmm. Right. And w- one of the, one of the biggest problems we have in, in, in the uh, services and supports for autistic kids is it doesn't, doesn't always look at quality of life. You know, it's not measuring quality of life. It's measuring, you know, uh, academic gains or skills, skills, and, you know, you know, comparing, you know, what they're able to do now before, but we really need to start looking beyond that because especially for adult services, quality of life and the ability to thrive in, 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 in response to our own journey is extremely important. And it's doesn't, it's not the way that, that we've looked at things before. And I think that part of what you're talking about, part of sharing, sharing stories, part of talking about both the, the, the successes and the challenges and, and, the, and the difficulties you know, what we really, really want to do is change the trajectory of, um, you know, how we as a society talk about and, and, and deal with and support autism. It's, it, it needs to be all about how do we make each person, each autistic person able to thrive in, mm-hmm. in, in, in their environment. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do that. Uh, one it's that conversation, that really... right? It's that yeah. it's it's opening up the opportunity for that conversation and conversations you may not have thought possible, right? On a personal note, we are exploring um, expanding trades and roles in advanced manufacturing for the autistic community, because that's not something that gets offered. There's not seen as something that's viable, yeah. and we're like, nope, that's on the table, folks. <laughs> you don't know until you know, and. We've we've had a uh, you know 50 years of autism awareness right where people have been made aware in a, in a 20,000 foot view of what of what autism is and the, and the challenges and we really you know I, I'm a big proponent of pushing towards autism acceptance where we you know accept autism as as a fact and reality and find ways of a uh, of, of of accommodating and knowing that you know autism isn't inherently completely a disability. There's there's all kinds of strengths that each autistic person has, as well as the challenges, and we need to sort of uh, accommodate the challenges and really, you know, uh, work with and 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 and, yeah. and uh, celebrate the the the, the strengths uh, for each child and and across the and board. Adult. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 something that you know we've seen that push. I I really love that some of the national organizations in Canada and the states, including CASDA. Uh, you know, have you know shifted to the, this this thinking of acceptance because it really means that there's a place for autistics to be involved and see themselves, whether they're 
young, whether they're kids, whether they're teens, whether they're adults, whether they're seniors. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that that all of that autistic, you know, community, all of that autistic culture, you know, because it really is a culture that we have that can be, um, you know, embraced and shared. Embraced yeah. exactly, and and the journal is just you know can be one of those one of those 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 ways of being able to get there. And I'm really hoping that we can find ways of including the our, our non-speaking autistic brothers and sisters so that they also have the ability to share some of themselves in first person as much as possible. You know, there's a documentary called Listen that is just amazing. Of, we will, of, we will jump into of, that, but you've given me a great segue. So we're going to, we're going to segue for a second because um, if you've been listening, and you identify as being autistic and you are interested in submitting your story and whatever that is, it does go through an editorial process. It does go through, uh, I believe it's vetted. Yes. Yes. So if you visit um, the cjae.ca website, there is a section at the top called submissions. If after, after listening to Maddie's suggestions and the different stories and all that kind of thing, you're inspired. Um, then we need you to visit the cjae.ca and head to submissions. And I'm going to just read the, the little format here and a little, a little overdue dead. In recognition of the fact that individuals communicate through multiple modalities and so as to not erect barriers to participation, participation, CJAE does not require submissions to use any specific mode of communications. That is to say, authors can submit research articles, but they can also submit videos, artworks, poems, letters, etc. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to the editorial board, which says insert email, Megan. So would that be info at casta.ca? Currently, cjae.board at gmail.com. Um, and if you send any inquiries at all, questions, concerns, or just want to chat, send all your emails there and we'll get back to you in a timely manner. But that email will be changing soon. But yes, yeah. go ahead and send For now, it. there's one in place. cjae.board yeah. at gmail.com? Correct. Okay. So just the overall guidelines, folks, if you've been inspired, um, papers should not have been previously published. If so, the authors must have written assurance that CJAE has copyright permission to republish the piece. Um, and there's some um, processes around that. Works should be submitted in either English or French. Authors should submit their manuscripts, drafts via our website on the McMaster University Press website. So we'll talk about that in a second, Megan. Authors must submit one abstract. So that's an overview of 100 to 200 words and a list of keywords uh, in accordance with APA. Oh, this is fancy. Uh, APA 7th edition stylings. That basically means don't take a breath and start typing. Um, Use punctuation get somebody to take a look at it. And somebody gave me the best advice, which is read your work out loud to yourself before you press send. Because if you read it exactly how it's written, I do this all the time, you will catch those mistakes. Because when you're knee deep in your story, you get so familiar with it, you start to get a little punctuation and grammar blind. So a little tidbit for you. Um, when submitting an application, submissions must provide a reference list in accordance with the stylistic guidelines so that if you're submitting a research article and you're quoting and what have you, that must all be in there. Um, all submissions must be accompanied by full contact details. 
for each author if the piece is co-authored, including name, affiliation, full mailing address, telephone, and email address. Email will be the primary mode of contact between CJAE and the authors. Um, oh, this is really important as well. CJAE endorses the policies, procedures, and guidelines provided by McMaster and Queen's University's Inclusive Language Guidelines which relates to non-sexist, non-racist, ableist, and non-discriminatory language. Submissions are expected to utilize respectful and inclusive language. Failure to do so can result in submissions being rejected. This decision is made at the behest of the editorial board. So there is discretion. This is not an opportunity for you to vent your spleen and be mean and what have you. It's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get published. This is an opportunity for- It doesn't mean that- yeah. Go ahead. It doesn't mean that you can't. It doesn't mean that you can't be blunt. Oh, and, for sure. And, and uh, you know, and frank about a, uh, uh, an opinion or, or an issue that's uh, of uh, concern to autistics. Be passionate, do it. but be respectful, yeah. because we want as many opinions and inputs as possible. This is this can be a Canada-wide voice, which deserves to be heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not all autistics, you know, uh, will agree with each other and everything, right? So that, yeah. that's, there's 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 a diversity of voices, uh, but when it's done within an, uh, a respectful environment, um, you can have you can sharp, sharpen swords is really what we're doing. I do, completely agree. And so when if you've been inspired and the submission guidelines, if you want to go and check them out, um, Megan, I've got a note here that that's opening up in May. Yes, we are, and in. One thing to note is we will be focusing on employment for our next issue. Um, going back to what you said earlier, this is really um, in part, we're looking at highlighting both the successes and the failures in order to give people tools or in order to bring these tools that have worked for some people to others who are trying to look for a solution. And in part of that, we're also creating a toolkit to be sent out. So our next toolkit, which will be released with our second issue, is an employment-focused toolkit for employers. And the toolkit is going to be informed by the pieces that are written in both the issue that we just published in April, as well as the issue we're going to be publishing in October. So if you have anything employment-related, that's what we're looking for in particular. So employers and candidates for the toolkit or just employers for the toolkit? Right now, it's up in the air, but it's just overall employment focus. We don't want to limit anyone. We'll talk when we're off air. It's all good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, again, and I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm just thoroughly impressed. And having the opportunity to begin reading the articles, I've been able to read a couple. Um, they're just extremely well-written. And it is, it's nice to know that it's first voice. It's exactly. nice to know that it's not somebody saying this is how it is. Mm-hmm. It's an autistic Canadian saying this is how it is. This is my experience. This is happening or not happening or should be happening. The artwork on the front is absolutely stunning. I I mean, who, and who was it? Was Ryan uh, Ryan Smolik? Yes, correct. It's called, it's called the Beautiful Nightmare. Does it's not frightening. Um, it's intricate and intriguing and I my brain couldn't do that not on a good day it's fantastic and so there's many many um parts behind making this there's there's the editorial team that's that's done the the work and content but we really have to thank uh, all of the folks at at CASDA especially Megan for 
really <laughs> piecing this all together for us. Being the you're the making her blush, Maddie. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm so lost to be well, in the she, background. That's what Cass is <laughs> here to support the editorial board. <laughs> you know what? Everybody has to be somebody's spackle, right? Everybody needs spackle, and without people who are willing to be the spackle, stuff does not get done. So, the fact that you know Maddie recognizes everybody needs help, I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's, and we we've learned through this first per, uh, this process of you know, balancing, you know, uh, neuro neurotypical support with, uh, neurodivergent, um, creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we've, there's been some lessons learned, you know, uh, on how I think we, you know, we can, we can move toward, towards our, our next issue. And, uh, you know, some of the, uh, we, we've, we've learned that Megan needs to be even tougher on us. <laughs> <laughs> Politely so. I'm not yes, good quite, exactly about deadlines. What's that, Megan? <laughs> I'm not being. I'm not very good at being strict with deadlines. Well, so yes. what? So lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a little kick in the tushy yeah. is okay. Yeah. Yes. So it's 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 something that I think uh, we've we've all gone through this now. We've it's uh, been an incredible high pressured uh, short time to to do this. It's done. We've got it under our belts. And so now you know, we're, 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 we're starting to prepare even this month for the next issue. And uh, yeah, so I, I think that we, we've, 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 we've learned how to work amongst ourselves. Uh, mm -hmm. We've gotten to know each other a bit and you know, we've, we've got this, this first bit. So we're going forward. It's going to be important for us to, uh, you know, you know, build on it, that success. I, I, build on that success. You know, plan things that you know have Megan have a you know ceremonious to give her a whip, and <laughs> exactly, or at least the whip sound that she can every time we go astray in our meetings. Um, but it's I, I'm looking forward to getting starting to get submissions and seeing the work getting you know moving broader beyond the the the, the figurative walls of of, of our uh, of our where we are now. I think that the amazing board. thing is, is that your willingness and the editorial board's willingness to share your stories and to provide that level of inspiration. Sometimes when you are already marginalized, it's hard to imagine that somebody wants to hear your voice and knowing that this journal is here for you. This journal is here for all autistic Canadians to share their voice in whatever capacity works best for them. All submissions are welcome. All submissions are considered. Again, Megan has pointed out that for the October issue, that focus would be on employment. That does not mean you have to have a job to submit something. That can be about your job aspirations. That can be about your ideal workplace. That could be about your failures in trying to get a job and what you learned from that and what you want other people to learn from that can be your job success stories. I would love to see stories on mentors and advocates who have made employment successful, mm -hmm. accommodations that have been successful, all kinds of different things. Like it's, it's open season, people. We want to hear from you. Yep. We need this conversation. And the editorial board have, have done an amazing job of setting the stage of this open conversation. Yep. In the first issue, I remember reading it and editing it. I was, I was just struck by the vulnerability, but also the strength that were it was throughout every single piece that I read. It was, it was amazing. It was really touching, humbling. And I, 
I was absolutely floored the first time I read the whole thing through. She cried. <laughs> she shared through Slack that she had a little tear. <laughs> That's true. It was, it was, it was really, um, yeah, it was emotional reading through it. And, and that's, really, that's what good writing does. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really set the stage of having this open conversation, having as many voices as possible, be heard, be uh, championed, be highlighted. And it's, it's really great. Yeah. Uh, so my question and, that just and, came up with that, Matt, sorry, just to, to dovetail onto what Megan just said, if we have somebody who has a challenge around writing, but has a story to share, what kind of, like, not support wise, but what can we do about that? Or are, are we at that point yet where we can offer some editorial support on? I, I'm asking, I don't know. Yeah, actually, uh, we built into this whole journal is we have a uh, authorship partnership program <gasps> included in the whole program. So it's both for neurodivergent individuals as well as neurotypical in, uh, individuals. So as a journal, we're really hoping to champion lived experience. And part of that is getting our journal to really have a majority of our articles being written by autistic individuals. But at the same time, there are neurotypical accounts that need to be told at the yeah. same time within the community. And yeah. what we've done within the journal is really encouraged a neurotypicals to partner up with an, an, uh, an autistic individual in order to get that pers dual perspective within a piece. We also have a program for autistic individuals who are writing for the first time or neurotypical individuals writing for the you with the COVID Swiss cheese going on. I know, right? I just, I can't speak. It's that day. It's all good. So what you're essentially saying is that the Canadian Journal of Autism Equity has built in a mentorship program that if you are interested in writing, but haven't gone down that road before, even if you can just sketch out sort of an overview of what you'd like to talk about, we can find somebody that will help you fill those pieces in. Exactly. And we okay. have individuals who have committed or promised that they'll be willing to help from all different uh, fields. So we have individuals who specialize in uh, feminist theory, uh, looking at gender, looking at race, looking at uh, the impacts of disability and intersectional identities with Indigenous identities, um, socioeconomic. So we have a bunch of different people on hand with mm -hmm. different expertise, different lived experience who are really there wanting to participate and wanting to partner up with individuals to write a piece for the journal. That's So this is a partnership across the board. Exactly. From, from the background with the editors to the foreground with the Autistic Canadians Voices to Casda and McMaster's support of this project. Exactly. Which is, we have to wrap up, but by golly, this is just fantastic. <laughs> so if there were, Maddie, a lesson learned from your end around creating something for the journal, what's maybe one or two things you learned by, because you contributed to the journal? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it, it's, um deadlines are good idea, deadlines deadlines are very good <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> yes uh build in multiple deadlines build in you know if, if you have an idea flush it out you know focus on focus on the um uh an outline and and the abstract you know figure out what you're going to do 
as early as possible and you know share it with you know share it with a few people and go from there but built in uh, if if you if you're a, per, a person that struggles with timelines and deadlines uh, and executive functioning, there is a staff that has the there to support that kind of thing. And if you yep. need more reminders and if you need you know, more things, you know, um, just ask for it. You know, and and there there's a supportive team behind you to to make it work. Um, yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, that's what I would say. Is big takeaway. And Megan, what would you say is a, a lesson learned? I think for me, the most important lesson was not to be so ambitious with timelines. We started this and we really started going with CJ at the end of uh, 2020. And we really wanted it to coincide with uh, World Autism Acceptance Month uh, Day. Day, month? Oh, I get confused. Apples. There's oh. acceptance and awareness, day and yes. month. Yeah. And so we really wanted to coincide just because it would just be a wonderful way to combine the two and i think we're a bit too ambitious with the timeline trying to get everything up and running and um, but honestly uh, everyone rallied together so we were able to do it and i think we're all better for it <laughs> fantastic yes. and and we have five full months before the next issue exactly yeah. so just a reminder to everybody to visit cjae.ca check out the submission guidelines the email will be up there um, so that you can get in touch and if you have any questions and start that process. But as we've lessons learned, finding your voice, if it's been silent for a while, can take time. Mm -hmm. But there are supports here for you. There are opportunities. And if it doesn't happen for this October issue, good news. There's another one in April. It's just taking that first step and keeping in touch and asking for that help everybody needs help. I write for a living. I still need help. So it's there for you. And we want to hear your voice, whether it is through video, whether it is through artwork, poems, articles, letters, however you want to express yourself with respect and understanding and inclusive language and, and all the other guidelines that are there. That's an amazing thing. It's an amazing opportunity, and we really hope you take advantage of it and become part of that cross-Canada voice exactly. that the journal is building. Yeah. So this journal is yours. It's ours and yours. It's open. Big darn table. Everybody come and join us. 100%. Cool. We are going to wrap up for now. So again, uh, you can also visit casda.ca. Um, there's information about the journal there, I believe. Yep. Megan's nodding, so this is good. Um, but cjae.ca, and there's social media channels that are coming. And there's going to be some great videos that are going to be out from some of the editors, and that should be happening in the next couple of weeks because we gave Megan a deadline. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to hear from some of the editors and what their submissions and the process and some of the writers, and that's going to be phenomenal as well. Thank you for all your hard work, Megan. You deserve you. and the team round of applause and to the editors hats off guys. Like that's a lot of hard work. Um, it's incredible what you're doing and inspiring. Yeah, thank you. Truly is. Truly Beyond. On behalf of all of us. Thank you. My pleasure. We're going to go have a squirrel moment um, off of the recording, but thank you for joining us today on the cast podcast. And we're looking forward to next week.
what's happening next week? Because it's just changed. So I believe Debbie Irish is coming on next week, but I'm not too sure. Um, but I know on April 28th, I'm going to be welcoming uh, Deputy Grand Chief Walter Navieu, who's going to be discussing First Nations and autism and what that looks like. We have the next two months planned out. So you're going to have more to listen to. You're going to have to hear from us again. I'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> You've been warned. So <laughs> thank you, everybody. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the conversation about the National Autism Strategy. CASDA is a comprehensive network of autistic Canadians and autism-focused organizations. Our members are united by the shared vision that a national autism strategy will create improvements in the lives of autistic people for generations to come. Please visit casda.ca to learn more and keep the conversation going.